Now, welcome to another inspiring edition of Sound Insight with Dr. Tom Curran. Good morning. Welcome to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran and Merry Christmas. It is great to be with you. I say Merry Christmas. You know, yesterday was Christmas, but we believe in what's called an octave, that there are eight days that we celebrate this incredible feast day. It's too big. It can't be contained in one day. And so today on this feast of St. Stephen the Martyr, the proto-martyr, I have on my oldest son, John Mark, joining me. And I'm going to talk to him about what it's like being at Franciscan University of Steubenville. And I know that you're going to be encouraged and inspired by this interview. Back in a minute. Hey, this is Dr. Tom Curran, the host of Sound Insight, but also a realtor serving wonderful folks like you in the state of Washington and in Idaho. I've had the privilege and pleasure of helping dozens of families in the last two and a half years discern and find a, a strategy, a path, and a plan to help their families find a whole new life in eastern Washington and northern Idaho. If I could be of service to you in that, I would love to. Please reach out drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Hey, welcome back to the program. And let me just say, first of all, hey, John Mark. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate this opportunity. Hey, I'm thrilled to have you on. We're going to start with a prayer. John Mark, do you want to lead the prayer? Yeah. All right, go. All right, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, thank you for giving us this opportunity to talk once uh, one another. Um, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. Thank you for sending him as a child. Please bring innocence back to America. Help this conversation be encouraging to those listening, encouraging to me, encouraging to my father. Help whatever we say give glory and honor to you. Help us to have a restful day, a restful rest of the Christmas season. Help us to give all glory and honor to you always. In your name, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, John Mark. I appreciate that. Uh, so it's the day we're recording this on Christmas Day night. Mm -hmm. So folks are hearing this on the 26th. Uh, did you have a good Christmas? Yes, it was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for everything you and mom did. I appreciate it all. It's a That's a real team effort in the current yeah. home uh, where mom, Carrie, she does so much of the heavy lifting when it comes to figuring out what everybody needs, mm -hmm. identifying, and then, you know, the stocking stuffer gifts and then the Santa mm -hmm. gifts and then the what are the parent gifts and it's exhausting just watching her state organize and she's all about fairness so she is like each of the kids had this amount of money spent on them and so <laughs> she divides it all up I don't know if you knew that I did not know yes but she's very gifted at what she did and what she does she made it feel very welcoming very welcome uh, warm-hearted and you did as well Providing for us. I appreciate it. Thank I just you so got much. to sit back. I just got to sit back and just sort of take in the, the gratitude from you guys. I certainly had the easier part. Um, I had to do the work that brought in the money that mom could then spend on the gifts to celebrate you guys and celebrate family. Last night, uh, or Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve evening, when we were all together, one of the last things we did was we just took some time to pray together as a family. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if you remember anything about that that prayer, but it was a simple prayer. Mm -hmm. We just did what we normally do is we just go around the circle and we didn't pray a rosary, but we did just pray to the Lord and said what we were grateful for, and then said what we uh, what we were petitioning or interceding. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we've done for years and years. But yeah. 
I was I was moved because that was the probably the most mature and personal praying that I'd seen happen among all of my kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So there are times when, you know, one of you or two of you or a few of you are praying in a way that is personal and meaningful. And you can tell there's a real prayer going on. Yeah. And and then some of the others, it's just sort of, okay, let me check the box and move on. <laughs> but from youngest to oldest, you know, eight of the nine kiddos were there. It was a beautiful prayer. Even mom yeah. noted that afterwards when we were talking. We were just saying, well, did you notice that prayer? How beautiful it was. All the, I don't know, you guys probably didn't notice it, but. No, I, did. I didn't notice it. You did? Yeah. I thought it was very beautiful. I know an ongoing theme was praying for Emery, who's out of the house. So I love that about it. I was also a lot of praying about those in need, those who go without. So I saw that as a constant theme throughout the prayer. So I enjoyed it a ton. I thought God was truly blessing us right before we were able to celebrate his coming. Yeah. When I think about the gifts and gifts that parents give to their children, gifts that I want for you and your siblings, that what happened there was for me, you know, really almost the highlight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I, we went to mass. We should talk, we should say that. But mm -hmm. being able to have each of you pray to God the Father in a way that was personal, that came across as a real expression of a living relationship with the one and only God. That's powerful. That for me is like mm -hmm. it's not quite mission accomplished, but mission launched. Right? We we are underway. Yeah. When if if you guys are are praying. So well, John Mark, I'm having you on today. You're a, a freshman. You yeah. turned 18 in October, but you're already a freshman at Franciscan University of Steubenville. So folks that listen to Sound Insight regularly have heard multiple stories about the four Currens, the three freshmen <laughs> that all got launched together. And so now you're back after yep. your first semester at college. And your story is that you ended up starting college a year early. I did. What's that like when when you first learned like that we were talking to you about the idea of going to Franciscan University of Steubenville mm -hmm. and missing your senior year? So uh, and starting college a year early. What was that? What was that like for you? Um, so I remember around three months into the school year, you guys brought it up and asked me if that would be even a possibility. I said no. So I had no idea what I was going to get myself into like what the kids were like there or the environment or anything like that, if I could even graduate early. And that's kind of how it settled it. But then Mary Catherine came back and she had all these stories about how amazing the community was down there, how she loved all her friends, how she loved all her teachers, loved the priests, loved her Catholic faith even more now. And I think that really sparked something in you and your and mom's heart and in my heart. And just this desire to go deeper into my Catholic faith and how Maybe another year of high school would grow me, but not nearly as much as my freshman year in college. So at that point, I was like, I'd love to go. And you guys also loved the idea of me going. So you talked to um, the head of the school, and it turned out that I could go early, and that kind of settled it. Yeah, and then were you surprised when shortly after that, all of a sudden it went from you? And we knew that Ariana, who mm -hmm. was doing a year of missionary work would be coming back and going there as well. So now it would be the two of you. But then there was that idea that, gee, maybe your younger brother, John Luke, would also be going. What was that like? 
Um, I thought it was crazy. I didn't think that it was a true possibility. I always just went into the mindset of if my brother could come with me, it would be great. But if he couldn't, I'll still love to go. And I thought, I think it came to the point where like, oh, John Luke could come. And we're like, no, that's not going to happen. And then again, you talk to the head of Franciscan and it turned out he could come. So I think there's a little more discernment there, but it turned out that it was a good decision to send him after all. I love the idea once it was finalized. I thought it'd be amazing to be able to grow my relationship with Christ at college, especially with my brother, because we've been growing up together. We haven't really separated all that much, and I've been able to see him grow in his Catholic faith, and he's been able to see me grow in mine. So just this journey to college together, starting it off together, was just another way of God blessing us and showing his grace on how he can really bring two people to him together. So I love the idea, and I'm very grateful that he decided to come freshman year with me. So here we are. You uh, just got launched as a freshman, mm-hmm. just finished, again, your first semester at Franciscan University of Steubenville. So what was it like being away from home, roommates with your brother, having another sister, your older sister, who's two years ahead of you, uh, as a, coming in as a freshman, and mm-hmm. your other sister, who's three years ahead of you, being a junior? Um, what was it like your first year? Can you try to summarize your first semester in terms of the overall experience that you had yeah I mean, it was a blast honestly it did not feel all too different from home obviously we were missing you and mom and the three younger sisters and just the ability to stay home and to do what you do at home but thankfully my brother was my roommate and the feeling of him just being there because we've grown up together and for the most part we've always slept in the same room and always had this very tight relationship so bringing that to college, it was just an amazing experience because we were able to meet all the same people, become friends with the same people, and talk about how we were growing in our relationship with Christ and about classes and about studies and, again, about the people we were meeting there, which was amazing. So, again, he was a true blessing to my life. Ariana and Mary Catherine, it was amazing. Ariana was another freshman, and I could say out of all the freshman girls, I definitely hung out with her the most. I definitely had the most fun conversations with her, I would say. And having Mary Catherine as a junior, she always would hang out with us and our friends, and all our friends learned to love her and like see her as an older sister, even a little bit to them. So I think it was a great community that we had amongst the four of us. And like you said at the beginning, how it was crazy that we sent three friends all at the same time. I guess that was maybe a surfacing idea throughout this first semester, how everyone knew us as siblings which was great because we'd always be together, hang out. It was always this warm feeling of how family, or about how the home here kind of carried over to Franciscan. Again, we didn't have some of the aspects of family life here, but being able just to get together for mass, get together for food, or just to get together to hang out and talk about family back home, it was great. So, John Mark, when Mom and I were discerning like what school, mm-hmm. Franciscan was at the top of our list, and it was for a reason. We wanted our kids, wanted you and our other kids to be going to a school that would allow them to flourish in their Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. And so that meant not only wanting for them a Catholic school, but a Catholic school that would be more than Catholic in name only. Mm -hmm. And yet it would also be big enough, like a big enough pond, that it would be something different from the experience that you had here, which was you were at a small classical Christian school. Mm-hmm. And so there was a bit of a, we want you to swim in deeper waters um, with uh, where you'll encounter a lot more 
um, you know, years. And we were speculating, our speculation was that you'd probably meet a lot of other John Mark and John Lukes, a lot of other, you know, what do I mean by that? I'm meaning, I'm meaning a lot of other young men and women who are coming from uh, intentional, maybe big Catholic families yeah. and who chose Franciscan because of the confidence they had that this would be a place where their kids would also be protected and provided for and led deeper into their Catholic mm -hmm. faith. So will we write in that? Yeah. So it was not surprising how many people were there because their parents sent them and because they had older siblings who had gone through the school. It's just kind of what they did for good reason because it was an amazing place to grow Catholic faith. What I was surprised about was how many people I talked to about why they came to Franciscan. And a lot of them, it was on their own decision. Maybe their parents encouraged them to choose Franciscan, but they did not mandate mandate it or make it mandatory but instead of choosing some other school they chose franciscan and almost every time it was because at the top of the list they wanted to grow closer to christ and they wanted to continue walking with him so some people who might have gone to these like d1 d2 schools decided to come to franciscan because of their love for christ and their love for their faith so let's let's dig into the details and talk about when you give folks that are listening a couple of instances, a couple of stories of um, things that they might be surprised to hear, things that we would be really happy to hear as parents about um, you and living your Catholic faith at Franciscan. Yeah, totally. Um, so not like in high school. I'm not sure how it is at other colleges. I'm sure not nearly the same. But going into it, we had our older sister, Mary Catherine, of course. And she was like, oh, I have all these different friends that you can meet, all these different upperclassmen that like would love to meet you guys. And I was like, oh yeah, it'll be fun meeting them. But at one point or another, it'd be like kind of awkward. But when I got to meet them, I was surprised how nice and kind they were, how encouraging they were, how, I guess, loving or welcoming. How, yeah, welcoming they were to the school. And not only them, but all the different peers I had around me, they were all very kind, all giving of themselves, not seeking attention, but trying to give it to others. So that was just an overall environment stepping into. One thing in particular was praying the rosary. I try to pray rosary every single day. I've been doing it for a while now. And what would end up happening is it'd be close to time to go to bed around like 11 or 12 o'clock. I'd be hanging out with like some guy and I'd be like, I'm going to go pray a rosary. Would you like to come? And many times they'd actually say yes. So we'd go on this rosary walk is what we'd call them for like 20 minutes, just walk around Franciscan walk around one or two different loops, and then we'd pray rosary and go our separate ways, go to bed. It was always amazing how encouraging each one of them was to me. They continue praying my rosary every day and to see the blessing. A lot of the times, main ideas or main petitions we'd have going into the rosary were either praying for our family back home, so my family here and their family wherever they were at, and then praying for our future spouses or praying for a heart of chastity now for our future wife's sake. So those are two big ideas or two main petitions that we'd usually have. So I hope that's very encouraging. So for me, I think it was amazing to find upperclassmen and classmen my age, especially guys that I could look to and turn towards that would lead me closer to Christ. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, just to think that that, I would call that culture. And in college, you have to feel awkward about guys at 11 o'clock at night Hey, it's um, you know, I'm getting ready to go to bed, but I haven't prayed my rosary. Do you want to pray a rosary? Mm -hmm. That's that's a beautiful thing, 
And I think it's a surprising thing. And I think it's a rare thing. But I, I love to hear that about um, Franciscan University. Yeah. Um, we're, up, we're up against a break, John Mark. When we come back, I want to ask you about the sacramental life, the life of the sacraments yeah. at Franciscan and how that um, manifests itself for you. Um, you know, I think, again, most parents are thinking, oh, you know, my, my kid's going to go to Sunday Mass, I hope, and hopefully they've got some Sunday Mass yeah. opportunities and maybe they'll hear about confession now and again. But I want to hear about your experience uh, this semester at Franciscan regarding those sacraments and, we'll, and other things. Back in a minute on Sun Insight. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Hey, welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. And uh, one more time, Merry Christmas. I shouldn't say one more time because I'm going to be saying it every day this week. Merry Christmas. The, the Feast of Christmas overflows a day. And so today on the Feast of St. Stephen the Martyr, I have on as a guest my son, John Mark, he is a freshman at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Later in the week, I will be having on his sisters and probably John Luke as well. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been sick, unfortunately. But um, having them on to be able to talk about uh, their experience as well. So, John Mark, we were talking about living a Catholic life and helping a Catholic life flourish at Franciscan University. Mm -hmm. So. You come from this intentional home, you go there, you're away from us. Now it's up to you to choose to live your Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. And um, you're mentioning so far, well, gee, the impetus to pray the rosary, which we fostered here, you had to live and to live it, which is a beautiful thing. What about mass? What about confession? How does that show up? Or for you? How did that show up for you? And how do you see that showing up on campus? Franciscan University at Steubenville. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, starting with Mass Sundays, I think they have four or five different Masses you can attend to. So very open or very welcoming to the students to pick which times work best for them. No matter what Mass you go to, it'll always be crowded. Sometimes during the 10 and 12, the most popular Masses, if you show up on time for Mass or even five minutes late, you won't get a seat. Maybe you'll even have to stand in the very back. That's how many people show up to Mass, especially on Sundays. Um, and then Mass throughout the week, daily Mass. There's also about like four daily Masses each day. And it's amazing how often you'll be maybe eating a meal and someone will just stop eating and you'll wonder why. And they'll talk about how they're about to go to Mass 30 minutes from then and they want to receive the Eucharist. And then they'd talk about when everyone else was going to go to Mass. Like, it was a very common thing for someone to go to Mass either every day of the week or four times a day of the week or just have a pretty often tradition or pretty often just a habit yeah a habit to go to mass multiple times throughout the week and especially on sunday so there are many times where someone would be like oh i'm going to mass at 4 45 would you like to come there'd be a group of like three of us who'd be like oh yeah i'd love to go so then there'd be like five or seven of us in this pew all just like 
in there singing worship and going and receiving the Eucharist together, which would be amazing. What I found even more powerful was how often everyone would go to confession, how maybe a group of guys would just be hanging out and someone would be like, oh, there's confession today from three to four. Would you guys like to go? And some people would say, oh, maybe not today because I went like a week ago. But then just a handful of guys would be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go. So then there's like six to seven of us just in line for confession, all there together to receive God's mercy and that beautiful gift. And there was always enough time to go to confession. There were always enough priests willing to hear your confession and there to hear your confession. And there are many priests who did an amazing, they all did an amazing job. But depending on like what confession you were going to go to, there were priests that you'd go and they'd listen to it. And they'd give you very solid advice, but very like quick to the point, mostly about God's love and mercy. And then there were some priests that you would intentionally go to face to face who you could talk to about your problems for like 10 minutes. And they'd give you very strong advice, very well thought out penance that would truly do, that would truly help you walk closer to Christ and change how you'd be living. So confession and mass were two very big sacraments or very big places where sacraments were given out which were beautiful to see you. Something else you'd see a ton would be, you'd see maybe a guy or a girl go up to Mass or go up to receive the Eucharist, but they wouldn't receive. Obviously, maybe this is a reflection of how they didn't walk closer with Christ, but just the awareness of them to go to Mass, but still not be able to receive. Them knowing like how to live out their faith and knowing that if you have a mortal sin, then you shouldn't receive the Eucharist, or if you've eaten within the hour, you couldn't receive the Eucharist, or maybe it's not the best idea to receive the Eucharist. So just their awareness to still go to Mass and still to praise and worship God and thank Him for the time they've been given to talk with Him and to relate one another as a body of Christ, but not be able to receive Him was powerful seeing them do that, and then maybe the next day seeing them in confession. That's powerful. I think uh, when I think about the term atmosphere, it's uh, it's what's taken for granted. It's just sort of what floats around mm -hmm. out there. Uh, that's what culture is. And you're saying that the atmosphere that you have just among your friends, it's a natural thing. Yeah. The supernatural has become natural. Mm -hmm. The That which is divine has become connected deeply to human interactions. Mm -hmm. So around mass and around confession. I just think that's so powerful and refreshing. And it's a, it's a huge gift that you guys have if you're at a mm -hmm. college where that's the, the typical expectation, right? Now, there's there's another um, way that I think that the concept of a culture gets formed, and that's through a form of a, a type of intentional relationship. Uh, it's relationships that are formed for a purpose, and those are called households. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, your sister is in a household. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about the household system at Franciscan. Okay. So most colleges have frats and sororities, which is a group of guys or a group of girls who live together. A lot of the times they don't really have an end goal in mind or something they're working towards. So Franciscan has something like sororities and fraternities. Fraternities. fraternities, sorry. Um, but all of their end goals are eventually to make it to heaven. Some households do it differently than others. So MC, she's a part of TTM, which has a... Wrong... MC is Mary Catherine. Yeah, Mary Catherine. And sorry. part of TTM. What is TTM? Uh, Totus Tuus Maria. Maria. Mm -hmm. um, so they have a special devotion to Mary, and that's how they think they can grow closer to God. So there's many different households. Some of them look to St. Joseph. Some of them look to the Sacred Heart, Immaculate Heart, Holy Family, whoever it may be. Some of them look to a specific idea 
Uh, there's a household defenders of purity. They look to defend purity. Um, there's a household disciples of the Holy Word. They look to scripture to bring them closer to Christ. So households are a great way to cultivate a true heart of spirit and a true heart of love for Christ. I think it's households are very important, specifically for guys. For girls, it's the same, but for guys specifically, they look to older men in their lives to be mentors and to lead by example and to see, and they look to them to see how they should live their life and how they should prepare to lead those around them closer to Christ. So a lot of households will have upperclassmen guys who are very outgoing, who are very encouraging of one another, who hang out and are always doing stuff, and they'll be welcoming in younger classmen to hopefully later join the household to then walk closer with them. Most all, all households have a covenant, which is different ideas or virtues they try to live by specifically, which is also an amazing thing. It's just a distinction between how oh, maybe I like to go to praise and worship and someone else likes to pray silently most of the time and just how we can relate the same. We can both relate to the same God. It's through different means and different households attest to different ways we can relate to Christ. So there's a household for almost anybody who's looking to walk closer with Christ. And they're just a great environment, a great atmosphere, setter in the school, but also just amongst the students, one with another. So Mary Catherine, when she's on, we'll have a chance to talk about her experience of that. But what would be a, a few things that a household would do together to express that sense of brotherhood or sisterhood? Okay. Um, so every household, or almost every household, has this thing they do called Lord's Day, which on Saturday they'll get together, they'll do prayer intentions and Thanksgivings, and they'll do different scripture reading for mass that following Sunday, which is a beautiful gift. I've been to a few, and they're always amazing ways to see how the men in the household interact with each other and encourage each other to walk closer with Christ. Different households will have different commitments that they do. Some will maybe do, will pray rosary on Fridays at midnight. Some will do, almost every household has an hour of adoration that they'll do. Some will do praise and worship together. On different weekdays, households will go to the 6.30 Mass and get food together afterwards together. So they have a lot of different small activities that they'll do throughout the week that they do every week. And it's just a great way for the guys or the girls to get together and talk about how their walk with Christ is going and how they can encourage one another and just being able to do things as a body of Christ or as the body of Christ one, once <laughs> among once one another. Nice. So, John Mark, so far we've been talking all about the uh, the religious kind of stuff that happens at Franciscan that's helped you to flourish as a Catholic mm -hmm. young man. Uh, so do you guys spend all day, every day, just praying and chanting Gregorian chant? Or it, let, I'm, I'm kind of joking here. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about like the rest of your life at Franciscan, because when uh, mom and I have a chance to talk with you guys, or we do our little Zoom family meetings, you guys also are involved in a lot of just enjoyable things as well. Yeah. So throughout the day, it'll usually go, you wake up, you can go to class, and then there's time in between classes where you can hang out with others, you can do homework, and maybe go back to class. And a lot of things that happen throughout the day, like midday, are just hanging out with one another and talking with everyone around you, which is great. And then after classes are done, and after you get your homework done, and whatever it may be, there's a lot of intramurals, which are sports that are not official in the school, but they're like minor leagues within the school, so games. Um, there's frisbee, there's volleyball, there's kickball, 
there's soccer, there's basketball, there's just intramurals. Um, there's a group of intramural sports that they'll do um, over the fall, over winter, over winter, and then over the spring. So that's a great way to just hang out with uh, people, I guess, on your soccer team or on your basketball team, where you can get to know one another much better. They're very fun, very competitive. They're a great way to just build community amongst the school. It also helps build community specifically amongst the kids or amongst the students that go to the school in a competitive sort of way. Outside of that, there's just different hangouts people will do, different events people will go to, either in the school or outside the school, usually being put on by students or other students within the school. So almost you'll almost never find yourself in a position where, oh, no one's doing anything tonight. There will always be something like going on. And maybe if you don't want to do that some nights or most nights, there's always people who are willing just to talk with you or to pray for different events. Like almost every Tuesday night, they'll have praise and worship, which I love going to. This is a great way of being able to relate with Christ and be able to relate with him, with those around you singing or just praising him in whichever way, whatever way they find the most powerful. And that's that's a newer thing for you. I mean, mm -hmm. you were around it a little bit in our household growing up, but I don't think that was something that you fully gave yourself over to. So I think that'd probably be a gift yeah. of your first semester. Mm -hmm. It definitely was seeing how Franciscan specifically their masses incorporated praise and worship within it. Obviously, there's always the, not obviously, and not always, but most of the time they'll be singing at the beginning of Mass and throughout the Mass, but the songs will be very low-key or very maybe low energy, which is totally fine, which gives a great sense of prayer aspect or a great reverence. environment. Yeah, great reverence. But at Franciscan, it's very lively. Everyone is singing. Everyone is singing to the Lord. Yeah, engaged. Right? very profoundly or very powerfully, which I loved about masses specifically there and about, like I said before, the reverence that people gave. They'd sing the praise and worship, then they'd go up and receive the Eucharist on their tongue while kneeling. So just the aspect of how we can praise the Lord through the Holy Spirit, through the gifts of singing, and then show Him reverence through how we just give our bodies to Him by kneeling or by standing or whichever way he seems most fit within the mass. So so it, they say faith is contagious. Mm -hmm. right? So when you're around a bunch of your peers and they are engaging in this kind of faith, doesn't it stir faith in you? Yeah, 100%. It definitely does. I loved how everyone's faith kind of bounced back one another. There are a lot of deep conversations you could have just in passing, which was amazing. Um, that's awesome. It really was, yeah. It really was an amazing place where faith just was cultivated and how we talked to one another was very wholesome and very honoring to the Lord. And if it wasn't honoring to the Lord, a lot of the times we'd call one another out on it and encourage them to walk closer with Christ or maybe to, if we'd done a wrong, maybe to repent of it, that confession, maybe even ask the person for forgiveness and encourage them just to walk closer with Christ. That's so awesome. Well, what's funny is we've been talking all along here about your time at Franciscan University, and we haven't mentioned anything about the classes yet. I know. When people think about going to college, they think first, last, and mostly about what major do you have? What classes did you have? <laughs> what was that all like? And it's so interesting that we haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah. So we'll get there in just a minute on Sound Insight. This is Dr. Tom Kernum with my son, John Mark. 
and we're talking about the Franciscan University of Steubenville. He's back from his first semester. Hey, welcome back to the program. It is great to be with you. If you're enjoying this program, please share it with your friends. You can go to mycatholicfaith.org or you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and look up the Dr. Tom Curran podcast. You can share this with your kids, share this with your high schoolers, share it with your family members that are considering Franciscan University. And so, John Mark, we haven't talked about your studies yet. And then I want to ask you, would you recommend, talk? I want you to talk to parents about would they consider, why should they consider sending their high schoolers to Franciscan University of Steubenville? But before we get to that, so when we thought about and prayed about and wonder where we want to send you to college, all of those things that you've talked about up to now are really crucial. They're Mm -hmm. foundational, right? However, at the same time, Mom and I are not spending a ton of money to have you go to Franciscan to just have a long retreat, mm-hmm. right? As as beautiful as that is, we also want you to become equipped to be able to lead and provide and protect your family. And that's your character, that's your holiness, but it's also forming you to be able to take up a position where you can do something good in this world. So that's mm-hmm. where the academics come in. Yeah. Um, talk a bit about the academic life at Franciscan, especially you who came from classical Christian school that was very challenging, but mm-hmm. it was all of a sudden you're up in the morning, we're waking you up, get in the car, get you there, eight eight thirty in the morning to three in the afternoon, Monday to Friday, you have all these periods and did it and all of a sudden now you've got a college schedule, which is not Monday to Friday, eight thirty to three. It's it's all over the place. It's scattered and you're living with your brother, but you're on a college campus, so you're all on your own. So let's talk a bit about you uh, embracing that change to be responsible and to take on the academic load of a college freshman. Yeah. So like you said, my whole schooling up till this point has been very planned out, very precise, where it's wake up and go to school for six, seven hours, come home, do homework, go to bed. Very straightforward, not much to it um, on my part, at least. I put in the work, put in the effort, and whatever comes to me, I just do it. Whereas in college, a lot of the professors expect you to take ownership of your schedule, which is amazing to learn, especially going out into the world after college. So me specifically, I did not believe it was going to be as hard as it was, but it was quite difficult. But once I figured out the rhythm and figured out that I was responsible for my own schooling and for what I learned, and depending on how much effort I put in would be how much knowledge I would get out of it, I definitely started focusing more and putting more effort into it. And I did enjoy it. There's a lot of growth there, but there's a lot more growth that can be seen or there's a lot more potential to how I go about schooling, and that determines about how I'll go about my life, specifically within my job, whatever God calls me to do. So I'd enjoyed it a ton. I think all the teachers are also very encouraging. They obviously expect you to take ownership, but if you're struggling with something, specifically within the class, you can go to them and ask, and almost every time they'll be very encouraging and very specific about what you needed to do to maybe get back on track or to succeed in their class. Um, one other thing I found very powerful about the classes was the different faith aspects. I'm a theology major, but because it was my first semester, 
but I take a lot of core classes. So I took science class, I took an English class, I took a history class, and I took a theology and philosophy class. In the theology and philosophy class, it was obviously very easy for the professors to bring faith into the ideas that they were teaching about. But in the science, English, and history class, I was surprised how well the professors were able to bring the Catholic faith within it, maybe the different history of how the teachings came about and how it was based within Catholic history, how these teachings maybe brought them closer to Christ or how it strengthened them in their walk with Christ and how what they do in their profession, how it affects those around them. Where maybe in high school, it's very much focused on you and how far you can get. But in college, they're very encouraging to see how what you learn will not only bless your life, but will bless the lives of those around you. Assuming that you are being with them all day, every day for maybe five months in a row. So I think the classes were very encouraging, very deep in some of them. And the teachers, maybe although they encourage you to be independent, if you were struggling, you could turn to them and they'd be very encouraging in your lessons. And the most powerful thing, like I said, was how the teachers were able to incorporate their faith within the teachings. So when I think about that, that should give, like, that gives me so much confidence. Like, I, I'm not surprised, but I'm just more than pleased to hear that teachers of whatever discipline mm -hmm. are able to incorporate their own faith and not just say, I love Jesus, I'm a good Catholic, oh, now let's talk about science mm -hmm. or math, but to be able to weave in uh, Catholic uh aspects that are associated with science or math or history in particular, right? Uh, in addition to philosophy and theology, that is, that's something that parents today, I don't think, take for granted. Mm -hmm. If anything, parents are becoming more aware that when you send your son and daughter off to college, even after having attended a really good high school, that was supportive and promoting their Catholic faith, all of a sudden they're now in a college that maybe is Catholic in name, um, but maybe it's it's not Catholic at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a public high school or public college or state college. And all of a sudden uh, you get an agenda or an ideology or a framework for understanding life that a teacher can be very strongly promoting that can undermine, sow seeds of doubt, mm -hmm. can twist and, and deform or even just radically challenge the, the faith of, of a Catholic. Um, I, I don't know how many of your friends that have gone off to college that uh, have come back. I know your friends are still seniors mm -hmm. in high school, most of them, but how often do we hear stories about them being challenged either by the culture that is present in their dorms or on their campus mm -hmm. or the content that they're getting presented to them in their classrooms. Yeah, no, for sure. There's definitely a sense of what you're learning here it does not stop here, but it directs you to something greater, something more deep, and that it's always fulfilled with more knowledge of Christ or a deeper understanding of Christ and his plan for your life. And whatever you learn here, will benefit you in your physical life, in your material life, but it also, more importantly, encourage you and strengthen you in your spiritual life. So you you came back home. Was it different coming home after a semester? You mm -hmm. haven't been here. I mean, you left in August. And all of a sudden, it's 
four months later, mm-hmm. uh, what was what was the same? What was different? Mm. What was same was the family dynamic coming home with Mary Grace coming home. Unfortunately, Anne Marie uh, did not for Christmas break. But having the eight siblings here and the two parents, I think the community we have is very closely similar to what we left with, where we encourage one another with Christ and we just have a fun outgoing time. What was different? I think I had a greater appreciation for what I have here at the house, a place where it's, I guess, my own or a place where I can relax more. I think that was probably the biggest difference. Maybe not how it changed my relationship with those here, but how it changed my view or my outlook on life and on this life that I've lived so far and how I've just been able to maybe not appreciate as much as I should have the house I've been grown up in, I've grown up in, and the gifts you and mom have given to our me and my siblings growing up and the different peace or the different belonging we have within the house. So again, not so much what changed with my relationship with one another, but how my relationship within myself or within my knowledge of what I've been given. Well, that's beautiful. What about uh, you're getting ready, you're going to be here for a couple more weeks, mm-hmm. and then you're heading back to second semester. Is there anything specifically uh, that you're planning or looking forward to or sort of getting ready for as you look to your second semester? Yeah, so growing deeper in the relationships I've had with my friends in the first semester, it was awesome getting to know everyone and growing those relationships, but I think it'll be much easier to deepen them next semester, seeing that we already know most of the people there obviously we'll be making more friendships but i'm excited to grow the friendships i have already at school um something else i'm excited to see is how god strengthens my relationship with him even more i've grown a ton or tremendously since uh, the beginning of of the school year to now and i'm excited to see how he grows it even more especially now that i know how everything works also getting maybe the classes more under my grasp, seeing that I know how different schedules work and how different responsibilities I have to take on to myself and how I can apply them to my schooling. So those three things are probably the biggest that I'll I'll see a difference or I'll be more encouraged going into the second semester than when I went into the first semester. So one last thing about just uh, life at Franciscan, and then I want to give you a chance to um... Uh, again, to speak to parents out there mm-hmm. and, and maybe young people who are discerning, what do I want to go to school next year if college is on the horizon? Uh, so you have now a dorm room and you have a chance to just sort of enjoy some freedom uh, away from mom and dad. You don't yeah. have to live under the rules of the house that you still live under our sort of moral guidance of honoring mother and father. That's about as far as our hand extends. Uh, what's that been like? The dorm room or the yeah, freedom? Yeah, just sort of like I know that you've kind of, you talked about mom got there and was able to help kind of yeah. design the room a little bit more than, than dad did. And then I wasn't very good at that. Yeah. So going into it, don't look at me. Our idea was it's just a dorm room. It's just where we're sleeping and where we'll be sometimes throughout the day. So we don't need to put that much effort into it. Then after seeing everyone else's dorm and seeing how much the dorm does play an impact in our lives. And with mom coming down and seeing how the dorm looked, we decided that it was a good time to make a change. So we bunked our beds. We got a couch in there. We got a TV in there. We encouraged our mom to bring our Wii down, and she did. So now it's a great place 
for guys to hang out, for our siblings to come over. It's never just John Luke or me in there by ourselves playing on the Wii or watching a movie. It's always either John Luke and me together, or most of the time it'd be our friends come over to watch a show, or our friends come over just to hang out. So it's a very great area to socialize, but it's also not a place where we're drawn into temptation. And if we are, then we have one another to encourage us to walk with Christ, like you were saying. Yeah, so that's John Mark uh, Perrin talking with me today at Freshman at Franciscan University. I Again, that just makes me proud and makes me peaceful, and it's what parents want. So when we come back, talk about one final topic for you, John Mark, and that is uh, going to Franciscan, uh, the Franciscan University of Steubenville. The decision for parents, for kids, when they're thinking about it, they're seniors, maybe juniors looking at getting ready for college. Let's talk about that. Uh, that'll be our final topic, John Mark, today on Sound Instagram. Back in just a minute. Welcome back to the program. John Mark, you're doing great. It's, a, it's an enjoyable program. Thank you. I love, love hearing you talk. It. I think it's a, a great encouragement for parents to hear about a college freshman who is talking about his faith, his love of the Lord, his love of the Catholic faith, and desire to honor God. Um, I love that. I love that that's something that you're bringing with you to college, but that it's something you're growing in while at college. Okay, so parents are are listening. Grandparents are listening. They're thinking about college for their grandchildren, for their children. Uh, and there's some high school seniors, uh, juniors, thinking about where am I going to apply? What school should I look at? So first talk to uh, talk to the parents, and and then I want you to talk to you. Who do you want to talk to first? Do you want to talk to your peers, or do you want to talk to, your, to the parents? I'll talk to the parents first. Okay, talk to the parents. All right, parents. John Mark, talk to them about why they would want to consider having their kids go to Franciscan. Sure. Um, if your goal in life is to walk with Christ and to eventually end up in heaven, just put you in the place you are. And he has given those people in your life to walk with you closer to him and walk with you to heaven. He has also given you these children in your life to encourage them to walk with him. And I truly do believe that Franciscan is the best school or one of the best colleges in which you can or your children can flourish in their Catholic life. The kids there are very welcoming, very encouraging in the faith. The teachers there are able to incorporate faith in everyday aspects of their life and in their teachings. There's a constant surrounding and environment of the sacraments, specifically confession and the Eucharist. There's a true heart of love for Christ, for the Sacred Heart, the Immaculate Heart, the Holy Family at Franciscan, which you will find nowhere else. And I truly do believe that it is an amazing school, an amazing place where everyone is encouraging you to walk with Christ and to live a life to the fullest, financially, spiritually, physically. So I truly do encourage you to send your children there. They will not. There are some kids who do not have an amazing time. But if they are walking or they are looking to walk with Christ, and if you are looking for them to walk with Christ, then I truly do believe that Franciscan is the right school for them. Well, and and I think that one of the things that Father Pavanka will mention quite a bit is it's the fullness of the Catholic faith, mm -hmm. right? It's not some half-measured Catholic life or Catholic light or cafeteria Catholicism. No, it's the fullness of the church's teaching, 
fully brought out into the open and it's something that is embraced and expressed in the policies and in the on the on the campus of Franciscan University. That is 100% true. It's never stopping just for the things here. The goal is never get as far in life as you can and then Christ will take the rest. It's always give it all to Christ, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. It's take up your cross and Christ will give you the strength. Christ will give you the wisdom. Christ will give you the fulfillment that he has promised you. And that fulfillment and those promises which he will fulfill are within the Catholic Church. And those at Franciscan, the teachers and the leaders at Franciscan truly believe that. And they believe that what they are giving you will bring you the fulfillment of that Catholic life and that relationship with Christ. And the kids do truly believe that. So, like you were saying, Father Pulavanka and all the students and all the teachers and all the monks there or sisters all truly believe that Franciscan is the place where you can grow closest with Christ and most full in your Catholic faith. That's beautiful. Okay, now let's talk to high school seniors. They're, they've got a list of schools. they got a bunch of places maybe they have looked at, and maybe they're thinking, should I put Steubenville on the list? Should Franciscan University be there? Talk with them, and you, you give uh, the reasons why they would want to consider Franciscan University. Yeah. I have some friends who go to MSU or go to different state schools where Catholicism or Christianity is not the center of the school. And these are friends who are trying to walk with Christ, but they find it hard making friends who are also trying to walk with Christ. If you're not very particular about living your life for Christ, he, let's say, in will come in and tempt you and lead you astray. So Franciscan is an amazing place where you know that everyone who you're going to become friends with is truly trying to walk with Christ. And after your four years, I'm only a semester into it, but after your four years, I have seen that people who are upperclassmen always talk about how maybe the beginning was hard, but then they found great friends, or maybe the beginning was amazing, like I've experienced. And the friends that we make now, we just grow even closer with later on, and how Christ truly is the center. So if you are looking for a school in which you can have an amazing time, super fun, super outgoing school where there will always be something to do, but there will also always be someone to talk to, then I truly do encourage you to go to Franciscan, especially if Christ is what you're trying to live for and heaven is your end goal in mind. What if they, uh, what if they are coming from a Catholic school, but that sense of being fervent about their faith is not um, something that, like they are quick to lead with, right? So are they going to bump into a bunch of, like listening to you talk can maybe, it might be a little intimidating for some high school seniors who are maybe like, yeah, I'm Catholic and I go to church and all, but I, I can't really talk like you do about the faith. Are they going to feel awkward and, and not fit in if they, you know, maybe let's call it the, the ordinary guys or the, you know, but they, they aren't as articulate about living their life of faith? No, they will there are so many people who have come into Franciscan, maybe lukewarm, and then those around them encourage them to walk closer with Christ. And then Christ is at the center of almost every activity, almost every hangout. But he's not like constantly, I guess, being talked about, or it's not a constant theme. It is a constant theme, but it's not the direct point or direct um highlight of every conversation like you can hang out you can have a fun conversation you can have an amazing hangout 
where it's God honoring, but it doesn't directly have to be specifically trying to lead everyone closer to Christ. It does because it's just an amazing time and it's an amazing experience, an amazing relationship you can grow with those who are growing a relationship with Christ. So, John Mark, folks that are thinking about it, kids that are thinking about it, they do you ever see them show up at the school? Do they do tours or things like that? Yeah. So, tours will happen Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but Friday is a very much more popular day for tours to happen. And these aren't just most of the time, they aren't just random tours of people who are coming and looking at the school. They're usually major specific. So, maybe an engineer tour or a science tour or a theology tour. So, You'll be coming and looking at the school, looking at the different classes specific to your major, and the people you'll be going on the tour with will be other people who are looking into the major and looking into colleges. So I never went on one, but what I heard from other people is they're a great experience. You'll see them walking around, and we'll just treat them like you treat anyone else. So it's a good experience. I've never done personally, but what I can tell is people who go on these tours enjoy them a lot, and it gives them a greater clarity of whether or not they would like to attend Franciscan. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you, John Mark. Uh, you've, sh- you've shared uh, lots of insights, uh, beautiful stories. And uh, when I think about the decision that mom and I made, the discernment, and then the decision we made to say yes, to pursue Franciscan University for you a year early and for John Luke two years early. And it it wasn't because we've only and always had the most powerful and wonderful experiences with um, our other, like with Mary Catherine. She she has uh, had her own journey there of struggling to figure stuff mm. out. And it feels like she's really hit her stride as, you know, as a junior and is, is flourishing now, which is a beautiful thing. And so I don't want to give the impression that you know, it's a guarantee that your kid's going to show up and uh, they're going to start singing like the angels and discern priestly and religious vocations and and they'll come back all holy. Uh, but I do say that the journey that they'll be on, they'll be on with other young people who are open to the Lord, will grow in the Lord, and will they'll find so many wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ to walk with together. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, when I was there during orientation and had a chance to talk with other parents, the number of common points of connection and common causes of uh, motive, you know, causes of, of uh, impetus, like concern and, and motivation, inspiration to say, why did we end up here? And why did we end up having our kids come here? It was just that much more confirming to me mm-hmm. that Franciscan University is going to be a place where you'll find families who are striving to live intentional lives of faith and raise their kids intentionally to honor God as Catholic Christian disciples of Jesus. That those are the kind of kids I want my kids bumping into, yeah. hanging around with, and walking through college life with together. Yeah. Well, John Mark, hey, we did it. The whole program. Thank Amazing. You. Great job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is Dr. Tom Curran. Thanks for listening to Sound Insight again. Merry Christmas. I hope this was a beautiful gift to you. And join me tomorrow for more Sound Insight.